Welcome everybody to Dead Talk Live and tonight we have one of the stars of the new movie just released last Friday, We Need to Talk, Trey Shaney. Trey, thank you for being our guest. How you doing tonight, man? I'm doing great, man. I'm so glad to be on with you, man. And, you know, I'm a fan of Dead Talk Live and this oh, is Thank dope. you. Thank you. And I saw the movie. It is available. Let me get this out of the way so our viewers know where to find it. It's available yeah. for streaming on Tubi uh, for free. It's also available on Apple TV, Amazon Prime Video, and yeah. so on. Uh, so let's get right to it, okay? We Need to Talk is a comedy, uh, yeah. which the main theme is people that get wrapped up in technology mm -hmm. and the views, the likes, the comments... We ignore the people that are actually in our lives, our family, our loved ones. What are your thoughts on that theme and the importance of it to have it told through a movie? Well, like you said, man, you know, we need to talk. I, I, I really got, got to give a, a big special shout out to Todd Wolf, you know, our amazing writer, director, producer, you know, who really wrote this piece. And I fell in love with the script because just like you said, it's, you know, it takes place in Philadelphia and James Maslow plays the famous YouTube video gamer, yeah. Great Scott. And he's the one that the, the movie is centered around as far as him being so wrapped up. He's famous and he's involved with this whole YouTube brand, the game, like you said, the likes, the comments until he could neglect, you know, the people who really love him, who's really in his life. Mm -hmm. And my character, I play Tango Unchained, a video gamer. And I'm sort of like the friend of Great Scott that tells it tells it like it is. I'm like, look, if your woman told you she needed to talk and you was wrapped up into that computer or that video game and you let her slip away, she might be out in the streets with somebody else. So um, it's, it's a rom-com, but the reason why I love this so much is because it has some heart. You know, it it's does. really, it has drama parts in it where... You know, you could you could get emotional watching it. Like, for instance, when, you know, everything's come crashing down on Scott and mm -hmm. people start unsubscribing. And I, and I feel like what you mentioned in the beginning, as far as the importance, we do as human beings have to have a balance when it comes to what we do in our careers uh, versus our personal life oh, with, yeah. with our family, our loved ones and our friends. So, you know, that that's a huge part of why I wanted to become, you know, one of the actors in this film playing Tango Unchained, a part of this whole production, because that's 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 the point. It's like, look, we got to learn, learn that it's a time and a place for everything. We have to know how to separate whatever we need to separate from, like I said, our professional careers and our personal lives. Absolutely. And Wolf really, he really nailed it when he wrote the script and directed it. Let me give you an example. I, you know, I have three teenagers. My mm -hmm. wife, who is, uh, you know, she's a doctor. She's She has a doctorate degree. She's a gamer as well, right? In fact, wow. she's in the next room right now gaming. Okay? Wow. Now, what, what's funny is you mentioned you play Tango Unchained. That's your mm -hmm. gamer tag, right? And, yeah. you know, living with a family that I have so many gamers and these people that you interact with, you become a close knit group. They're your friends yeah. and mm -hmm. they refer to each other, even though they know each other's real names, 
they refer to each other by their gamer tags. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about that? I thought that was just nailed it right on the head. Well, yeah, you know, the 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 movie itself. Well, another thing that I loved about it because I loved the whole thing. It dived into that world mm-hmm. of gamers and. This was a first time for me playing a gamer because I wasn't a gamer before I got cast. You know, I have a 16-year-old son who's a gamer. Uh-huh. So I had to learn a couple of pointers from him. And, of course, Todd Wolf, the, the amazing director, writer, and producer, was on set with me the whole time, coaching me on certain games such as Call of Duty, you know, Mortal Kombat, you know, just different video games that he pictured that a person like Tango Unchained would like. And that's the whole point you know like you said your wife is a gamer and they call each other by their their handles their game name whatever and that's because they become so Mm close-knit you know that's like a job when you work with uh certain employees for a number of years and you kind of get to know them and you kind of get to know their families and you get to know what they're about you know and that's that that's the connection and that's the connection of the internet that's the yeah. connection of social media and technology you could you could connect with people who you've never met face to face but y'all develop a relationship that's over really, time and it's really from, strong yeah from from this real strong just from playing a video game we got to talk about one of the people in the gaming group and that's Spencer the 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 little boy uh i believe that was his name Spencer played by Wesley uh, he was funny. He brought a lot of uh, humor uh, into this movie. When you saw the final product, when it was all cut together and everything, I mean, wh- what did you think of uh, Spencer's, you know, role in the in the movie and his interaction with the other people in that gamer group? Um, I think the, well, the the young kid that I that I had dialogue with, Cal. Cal, okay. I probably got yeah. the name confused. So I, I'm sorry yeah, about Cal, that. Cal, and um, his, his real name is Devin, but th- this kid is an amazing actor. Um, what I felt that Todd Wolf and all the producers and, and, you know, the people that edited, they put this together so well because you would have thought that we were actually interacting yeah. the whole time while we were on set. But I, you know, I, I may have shot on a Monday that kid did probably didn't shoot until like a Thursday. So the way it was cut up and it was edited together, um, it was just, it was, it was amazing, you know, to, to watch, um, how it all came together in the conversation and the dialogue, how we all, yeah, how we all just made it flow. And that, that comes from people like Todd with Wolf writing good content and good material. Well, let me ask you this, because the majority of the movie, you are in the scenes by yourself. Yeah. You're supposedly interacting with the other gamers, but you're not. How difficult was that for you as an actor to pull it off? Uh, Talking to people that are not there, imaginary, you have to come up with the dialogue in your mind. And how instrumental was Todd in helping you walk through those those, uh, scenes? Well, you just actually just hit it on the nose. Todd was right there, you know, and Todd knows that script from top to bottom. And he actually walked me through by him playing all of the other characters off screen behind the camera while I was in front of the camera doing my thing as an actor. Um, For me, it, it wasn't necessarily a challenge because 
you know, now with everything that's going on with COVID and, you know, the, the, the pandemic, our only way of auditioning now is just like this, Tapes. whether it's via Zoom or whether it's via self-tape. So it was almost like second nature to me, like, okay, if I was able to adapt and adjust to how I do inter interviews, how I do self-tape auditions, then I can adjust to, you know, if I'm in a film, if the cameras are here and here, and I'm looking at this TV, it was almost like I just had to, you know, as an actor, I had to really adapt and adjust to, okay, in the front of me, this is a character. Exactly. You know, even though it's a blank screen, yeah. but then Todd was reciting the lines, you know, yeah. from the other character. So when I, when, when you heard my dialogue, you heard a certain pace, you heard a certain flow. Yeah. And it was just like, that's the power and the magic of editing and movie magic, man. Oh man, you are funny as hell. I gotta, I mean, you are just yeah, funny. I have fun. And your girlfriend, who you've never actually met face to face, uh, Lady in the Finch, movie before, yeah. and she's in the United Kingdom, and she's the only woman in the group full of guys. Uh, that was just hysterical. Now, yeah, let me get your take on this. When your partner says we need to talk, right? And yeah. she walks out, he or she walks out of the, the house and you're just left with that simmering in your mind. That's what this movie's about, you know? Yeah. Scott's girlfriend says, we need to talk as she leaves for work. So once he realizes what she says and he's left there the whole day trying to figure it out and it just eats him apart. What are your feelings on that when your partner says, we need to talk? It's like, I've been married 22 years. When I hear that, I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Yeah, and I'm going on 18 years of marriage. Um, and if I hear that we need to talk, I'm automatically, I don't want to say on guard, mm -hmm. but because, you know, throughout life, when somebody says we need to talk, majority of the time, it could be bad news. You know, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, it, it could be serious or, and, and I just brace myself, but at the same time, I take that very, you know, I don't take that lightly. Like if my wife or my kids say, Hey, we need to talk. Yeah. Let's, let's get, let's get down to it now. Cause I don't want that to, you know, simmer in my brain like Scott did. Yeah. And it basically practically drove him crazy. It did. And then when he finally got to the space of wanting to talk, it, it, he found out it, it really was nothing. Yeah. You know, and it was just like, hey, I just wanted to talk about an apartment upstairs. But I think we as human beings, we have to we we have to take that serious and take that 100 percent into consideration when somebody in our family or a loved one or even a friend says, Absolutely. hey, we need to talk because you got to with everything that's going on in the world today. You, you never know what people want to talk about. It's so much happening. You that might be the chance for you to really show up and be there for somebody. Absolutely. I completely agree. Uh, when it comes to doing comedy, in this case, with We Need to Talk and, and Todd, the director, uh, you know, did he give you any leeway on how to deliver some of your lines? I mean, you know, you're a funny guy. Did he have yeah. full faith? I mean, or was he very strict? And he's like, okay, it has to be, the tone has to be this way. It has to be delivered this way. What was it like with Todd behind the camera? 
Well, for well, since I've been knowing, I've been knowing Todd for ten years now. Wow. You know, I've been knowing Todd for oh, I want to say ten between ten and twelve years, because we met, you know, in Philly on another film that I worked on called Streets. Meek Mill was the star of it, and uh, Todd, you know, he wrote Tango Unchained for me. And I said, wow, you know, when you get a writer that actually knows you personally yep. and, and he writes these lines, people may have thought because the lines flowed so smoothly that it was ad lib. But I tell everybody it was those those words and the way those lines came off was something that I really would have said. You know, if I'm talking trash to my friends, you know, I mean, those are those were like my my lines. And, and I was very very impressed by how Todd just, you know, he, he, he knows me and yeah. he, he wrote tango for me, you yeah, know? So I was that's like, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Like, you know, that's, that's amazing how a director or a writer or a producer can say, that's our guy. We want, we want him to be tango. And, and I wrote this sp- sp- specifically for him. The movie starts off with Scott, uh, the star of the movie doing a uh, of YouTube, which is the movie's version of a YouTube video, explaining to his followers he sort of dropped off the radar for the last three months. Okay, and the movie is told through you know through the lens of him retelling his followers what has happened over the last three months, which is a great way to tell a story. Yeah, uh, and then as the credits roll, you see you know as Todd goes through this day and his relationship with his girlfriend progresses in the three months. Uh, and you see he, he, that day changed his life. If you were to pinpoint what, you know, the moment in that day that actually changed him, because I, we don't want to give any spoilers away, but right. when, when he confronts his girlfriend uh, at that party, that work party and he was actually genuine, honest, and truthful, but then he sort of gets sidetracked a little bit again. So yeah. what moment do you think had the biggest impact on Scott to sort of say, you know what, let's cherish the people that are around us and let's not take them for granted. It, it was, it was that moment, you know, when he, he got sidetracked and he had to, regroup and you know she was she had left you know she 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 didn't want to marry him or anything Mm -hmm. but then it was another moment where jonathan fernandez character joe yeah when they were in the house and you know he was just he was treating him like like he like this guy didn't kind of like help him brand who great scott was and brand the whole youtube channel and sometimes that can happen you know we, we could, you know, take for granted the people that's really there for us and doing a lot for us. And that's one thing that we shouldn't do, Absolutely. you know? So, so that was one of those parts, two of those parts that I said, what made me say, okay, this script has heart. And this, this story has a lot of heart and this, and this story is, is something that people are really going to be able to relate to. And more to the heart of the story, and you just mentioned that, is the relationship between Joe and Scott. I mean, here are what we assume are lifelong friends, okay? Joe is Mm -hmm. Scott's editor, producer. Oh, by the way, I thought it was funny 
because he's his producer and editor, Scott calls him Predator. Yeah. <laughs> that was hysterical. But, yeah. you know, we see these two people and the moment that they have, the real moment when Joe tells Scott, you know, I could be making more money doing this, but I'm doing this with you because I believe in it. That's also that's another real moment right there that should not be taken yeah. for granted. When you were watching the film and you saw the interaction between the characters of Scott and Joe, what did you think of their relationship? Um, I, my my thoughts were Joe had always been there for him, and those are the type of friends that you definitely need in your life that you definitely can't take advantage of. Yeah. Um, I have friends like that to this day that, you know, that will stand out in the rain, sleet or snow with me when it comes to, you know, my product. I have a website that I run, Chaneyway.com, that sells merchandise. And, you know, for a while we had to stand on the corners of Washington, D.C., which is where I'm originally from, Forsville, Maryland, and sell Just down the road from me. Well, I'm just outside D.C. in uh, Northern Virginia. Oh, amazing. Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm from Forsville, originally from Washington, D.C. I live in Atlanta now. But, um, yeah, when I had to rebrand myself and I had to actually sell merch out the trunk of my car, I had a friend, Torrance Hall, who reminded me of Joe. And, um, you know, those are the type of people that you got to have around because those people, they know you. Yeah. And they know what you need and they know we can elevate and take your career to the next level. And I'm I'm blessed to still have that relationship with my friend, you know, just like Joe and, and Greg Scott had their relationship. You know, in the movie, Joe makes a very powerful statement to Scott about the number of followers that he has, which is over three million on his, you know, YouTube channel. And then Joe says, how many people are following you on your personal page? Like 14 14 yeah, yeah. Now, and that was a very powerful statement because you know a lot of the people that you meet uh everyone's sort of in their own way trying to look for the hustle in a way what can i get out of this relationship and i think you nailed it right on the head the people that will you know be out there in the sleet rain for you when you really need them those are the real people in your life those are the the ones that you know are your true friends so you nailed it right there right on the head yeah now let's talk in the little bit of time we have left you're wearing that awesome hoodie the wire yeah. uh you have done a lot of work in your career um now you have had uh in television you have had prominent roles on two series the wire which was earlier in your career and more mm-hmm. recently saints and sinners looking yeah. back would you say the wire was your big break that you needed in acting for everything that came after yeah well you know i was very fortunate to land the wire my first audition first job as an actor out the gate wow a lot of people don't even know that um you know i my background consists of a hip-hop artist dance music and i was discovered at like 18 years old i had been dancing and doing hip-hop since i was eight years old and you know that that was just my career that was just what i was doing my parents were very supportive my uncle and when i was discovered at 18 in dc at the lincoln theater 
a woman by the name of Linda Townsend. She said, you know, I don't represent hip hop artists or dancers, but I represent actors. And I just feel that you have a certain look about you. And I want, you know, to submit you. I, you got headshots. I can, you can put your your performances that you, where you performed at all over the world as a resume, yeah. since you don't have an actor's resume. But she said, I just feel somebody would give you a shot to audition for a role. And acting was something that I've always wanted to do. So, you know, the first job she submitted me for was The Wire. Damn. That, that was my first. <laughs> yeah. And, and I went in there and I read for WeeBay. That was the first time I had read for WeeBay. And I was always good at memorizing lines. I went in there with Pat Moraine, who's an amazing friend of mine. And she uh, she's one of the biggest casting directors in the world, yeah. not just in Baltimore, but she cast for so much stuff. And I read for WeeBay. I remember getting a call back. And then when I went and got the call back, meaning I didn't necessarily, they, they wasn't saying I necessarily booked the role. A callback is when the directors, yeah. writers, and producers want to see you. So I'm walking in, David Simon is there. Wow. You know, Nina Noble is there. And then I'm like, I read again. And then I get a call three weeks later, October of 2001. And they said, you didn't land WeeBay, but you booked the role of Malik Pukar. Uh -huh. And I was only supposed to be in, I want to say, the first episode or first two episodes end up being a recurring character for all five seasons that it was on. Um, I think you have like well over 26, 28 episodes that you were in. Yeah, maybe more. The Wire is one of the most critically acclaimed groundbreaking television oh, yeah. series of all time. And just to be sitting on here with you talking about it 20 years later, because it turns 20 June 2nd. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just I'm, I'm thankful for that. And then after that, you know, it was a break. It was a it was a, a, a breaking period for me breaking point because I had a choice do I give up do I keep going because I wasn't really booking a whole bunch of roles after it ended mm -hmm. but what I did was I used the wire as a stepping stone and started mm -hmm. creating my own content and short films and music and and I got all the, I got out in the streets and I sold my merch out the trunk of my car and then that led to a call from George Pierre who's a huge casting director out here in Atlanta, and he was he said, Trey, I got a role for you. It's, it's this program on Bounce TV called Saints and Sinners. There you go. And now, and now I'm in my sixth season of Saints and Sinners. I've been with the show since season one. So it's it's things like that that have just happened in my career. And one thing that I realized as an actor is even when the auditions are not coming that's when an actor really needs to lock into self study read up on books find out who's doing the acting class even if it's for free or if you got to kick out a little money it's worth it and the point is just never give up you know stay consistent in auditioning and just showing up and showing out and being confident and determined and that that's been my whole career and make your own opportunities don't just sit by the phone and just wait for it to ring do what you did go out yeah. and make your own opportunities looking back you know you were all into hip-hop and got into acting i'm i'm sure that 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 was a great decision looking back now are you still active in the hip-hop world and acting what's yeah where, where does hip-hop sit in your life right now 
oh, I'm recording and shooting videos at least like twice, three times a month. Nice. And uh, my YouTube page is Dedicated Father Series YouTube page. Mm -hmm. I have over 25 videos on my YouTube page right now. Say that um, page again so everybody can catch it and go there. What is it? Yeah. My YouTube page that I want everybody to subscribe to is Dedicated Father Series YouTube page. No. And it has all Trey Chaney content on there. I have 25 music videos, which run on BET Jams, MTV, VH1, Revolt. Um, most majority of them run on those networks. And then I have interviews with some of the biggest cast members from The Wire that I just do myself. And it's a whole bunch of Trey Chaney motivational, inspirational content. So you could, I put all of my content on one page. You can go there and uh, you'll love the page. It's, it's super positive. And then you'll get a chance to vibe to the music and and really, you know, understand who Trey Chaney is as a person. That's awesome. Uh, your move, now Atlanta, just one last question before we go. Atlanta is a big uh, film television mecca, you know? Yeah. Uh, moving from D.C. to Atlanta, uh, would you say that that's that was a great move for you going down into Atlanta and why Atlanta as opposed to what everybody else who wants to be in television and movies does go to Hollywood go to LA what what made you go to Atlanta instead of LA well Atlanta is definitely the the Hollywood mecca now mm -hmm. you know everybody from LA is coming to Atlanta yeah I mean in over the years that sort of had to happen and you know with the filming, industry here, the tax credit mm -hmm. on when you come here to, to film and the living conditions were way better than what me, my wife and my kids were paying in DC for yeah. an apartment versus a brand new house built from the ground up. Yeah. Now I'm like, wow, I should have been in Atlanta, you know, <laughs> because you get the bang for your buck here, you know, and, um, you know, my son goes to an amazing school and life in Atlanta is just that was the move I yeah. said and then and another thing I was shooting Saints and Sinners here since 2015 but me my wife and my son decided to just relocate in 2017 and, and just jump out there on faith and man now I'm looking at looking at going on almost five years of living in another city another state not too many family members here but this is somewhere where they come visit and it's and then it was one of the best moves of my life. That's awesome. Uh, where was the wire filmed? Out of curiosity, the wire was filmed in Baltimore. Baltimore, damn, just up the road, just up the road. Yeah, I want to thank Trey Shaney for coming on here, sharing his great stories. Again, the movie which just came out a week ago today is called "We Need to Talk." Check mm -hmm. it out; it's on Tubi for free with with ads, but definitely worth it. Check it out. It's a hysterical movie. Uh, and a lot of people are going to watch this. And I think this is a movie that everybody can relate to. Do you agree with that? I agree. I definitely agree. You're going to love it. Absolutely. Again, thank you to our guest, Trey Shaney. The movie is We Need to Talk. Thank you to our audience, those who are tuning in live and those who will watch this later on. On behalf yeah. of Trey and myself, stay safe and stay walking. Good night, everybody. Thank you.